It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s, with a ban on Black players in the NFL, with a past that informs the present. Blackballed is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. You can find Blackballed on The Ringer NFL feed. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, guys, I, I often like to goof around and banter and back and forth and insult things about Jesse's physical attributes. I don't like to do that, but other people have said things like that when we open. Today is not the day. We will do our normal open after this. But Jesse Boy, to be commended, go ahead and tell I hate complimenting you. Oh, my God. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I would rather insult you than compliment you. However, this is actually going to be a big, interesting not breaking news show, but definitely a big story in the in the. Go ahead, run it down for him. Give him the run. Uh, the rundown. So uh, here's big what, Sorry, here's what's happening. Daps King, uh, or Daps King, Daps, uh, the social media. We wanted to have him on recently. We're still going to plan on doing that. They reached out and they said uh, they've been in touch with Retail King, uh, the guy who is uh, notorious for the scandal that went the down. Not scandal. Uh, what was it? Friday, maybe of last week. Uh, basically, a guy, one of the guys who breaks for him took a card off screen. It looked to be a downtown made a whole scene of like, he's no, he's not going to show it. Um, there's a lot of questions. Cause he, the owner, Abraham, who uh, we're about to talk to, uh, he wants to give his side of the story. Uh, we have some additional questions from guys like yourselves who uh, didn't get the full answers they wanted from the video he posted on his Instagram page. So all that being said, we're ready to bring him on. We can call him up right now. Yeah. I mean, I, Here's the reason we're having him on, by the way. I don't. I never met him, don't know him, never heard of the company until now, although they do have a massive whatnot following. Did you pull up their page? I, uh, he was just, we talked just briefly right before, and he would just mentioned that he can't access the page anymore because whatnot's completely blocked him out of it, but he they did have a huge well, you following. you know I hate to compliment whatnot. Good <laughs> good for you. Yeah. I mean, first off, like, this is on your company. I don't care if it's your, you or your guy or whatever, so I am glad. I do have questions, though. The reason we're having him on those because I was just going to come on here and rip the guy. And my, you know, my motto. I know people don't always agree with it, but it is what it is. 
if I'm going to tear you apart, you get access to the microphone to respond. So I at least hats off to him. Here's what I think you're going to find. He he seems much more like the wounded one in this. Like I, I do, I have started to have a little sympathy. That doesn't mean I necessarily am going to just say I believe everything and that he's completely innocent. But at this point, there have been some things that have been going on that should not happen at any time where like, uh, like attacking, mentioning family members' names, like children and wives and stuff. Like what's it? What? Like people commenting that kind of stuff. Oh, like about him. Yeah. About like oh, him and other sh- breakers. First of that all, work with you're him. a garbage human being. If so, I, I don't care what people steal from you. If you start going after people's kids, like yeah, you're a piece that, of, gar- I didn't know that, but I, I'm trying to be balanced because th- th- honestly, Somebody comes into sports cards nonsense. Now that we're breaking and ripping full time, mm-hmm. we hire somebody out. Maybe yeah, vet them. They're doing great. They steal something. It's huge stain on the company. Like what? So I yeah. am very curious, but I'm also interested in the culture around this that allowed it to happen in the first place. Yes, that's where I'm kind of like, what was the breaking culture with this company? So yeah, I'm really curious to see what he says. He, I mean, like I said, I talked to him for just a couple minutes. He seems like he's willing to answer anything we've got. So okay, yeah, let's talk to him. Abraham. Abraham is his name. Retail King. I don't like the name. I'll tell you that. Sure. Retail King. Why would you Abraham I'm on board with. Hey, Abraham. This is Jesse with Sports Cards Nonsense. How are you, bud? Good, good. Hey, so a couple questions, man. Obviously, I want to get into it. Um, just just a little bit of background. How long have you guys been breaking? Like, how long have you been a company? Uh, we've been breaking with whatnot, so almost two years now. Okay, and I know, I mean, I know you're pretty big. I know you couldn't access. Jesse said you guys were blocked and kicked off the platform, so you couldn't see your records. I thought it was something like twenty five or 30,000 followers, right? I mean, it was a pretty massive page. Yes, I do have about 26,000 uh, followers. I do have about 60,000 sales. I do have about uh, four uh, 4.8 reviews and then, uh, I mean, ratings and then uh, 7,000 reviews. All right. So, so let me, so let me just get into a little, a few of the more specifics then. Um, so who's doing the breaking here on a day-to-day basis? Are you still a camera guy on there physically breaking? You have other guys doing it for you. What's the setup? The setup is uh, I'm doing the breaking during the daytime, and then I have two college guys that does the breaking. And um, what the, that's all been doing for you know a year and a half till a week ago. So we hired this new guy, and that's it. So he's only been with you for a week, the kid who what, – what's his name? Just his first name. I don't need his last name. What's the new guy's name? Yes, uh, uh, his name is Junior. He's been only been with us for a week. He has been trained. Yeah, we did train him, and that's why we felt comfortable leaving him at night. And this was the hours that you know that he was supposed to go from twelve to six a.m. And uh, you know that's what happened. Do you know uh, Junior? Does he have a, a history of breaking other places? Just as a you know cautionary for guys listening, if he's going to start up somewhere else? I have not seen him breaking anywhere else, but when he came in, he was very comfortable. He knew about sports. He knew about, uh, you know, most of everything. And he felt very comfortable. And he was definitely camera shy the first uh, couple of streams. And after that, you know, the, the third stream and the fourth stream, he was fine. And then the fifth stream, that happened. And... We were just, I'm like everybody else. I'm shocked. You know, it's just, you could clearly see what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the problem I think with a lot of people uh, or a lot of people are having is that they, they see that video and just to kind of jump in, they see him handing what looks like him handing a card. 
the downtown to somebody. Would you say, what can you say to this? Yeah, is he in the room alone? Who's with him? Like, how does this happen? What's the setup look like that particular night? The the setup is, you know, him by himself and just breaking and letting everything go in the morning. And then we come in the morning. I usually handle, see what happens and, and you know, give everybody uh, their shipment and all that. And there shouldn't be nobody in that office with him. And there was nobody with him that night. And it seemed like he was passing it over. I, my personal, uh, when I watched the full video where the, the whatnot had it on their page was he handed over onto his right side and left it there. Oh, like, it, he, yeah, like looked, he was going left and up and down. Oh, oh like okay. to put like it to into around, his right hand. Like to go around the camera. Like if he's got a camera. So, okay. So, yeah, so, so you, you're saying though, nobody else in the room with him. This was just a kid acting on his own. Totally. Correct. Correct. Do you have other cameras or anything like that in the in your office? I do have a blink, and I asked for a recording from them, and I'm still waiting because uh, I don't know how that works. So I've been, you know, contacting with, with my lawyer for them to get the recording out. And uh, you know, if there was anybody else in that room, you know, they will be charged too. So you know, they shouldn't be anybody. But hundred percent that I know, there should not be anybody except him in my office. So, so my next question too. So what happened? Like, what's the conclusion of the matter? Did we ever actually see the card? Do you know what, does anybody know what the card was and did the owner of that card get it or where does that stand? So let me say this, you know, in a case break, but we never do case breaks. We never do anything. We were just doing an eight box break and he already had a card in the back was a downtown. He was sweating. And then when he pulled the second downtown in and Everybody was asking him to see the downtown. Can, can we see the downtown? He was referring to the, the card that was in the back. But the second downtown, when he pulled it out, he was like, you know what? This is a good time for me to keep it, I guess. You know, that's what he did. And when we came back in the morning, we didn't see anything. We were like, okay, there's a downtown here. What the hell is everybody talking about? So when did you first see the, the video or know that there was an issue? When we saw the video, we got a clip. Uh, the the following day. So Saturday, because this happened Friday night, right? So so Saturday, you get up and you hear this. No, this happened on March twenty uh, second. So that was Wednesday. Oh, going Wednesday. into you know, yeah, into going Thursday. into the next day. Yeah. And so on Thursday, though, that's when you come in. I'm sure at this point you've been blown up on social media. So Thursday, you actually find out what happens. You see the clip. Yeah, uh, we saw the little clip, you know, and whatnot. You could do a little clip. And then we're like, okay, he's talking about the card in the back. There, he's sweating, and okay, there's no problem there. And then when he pulled the second uh, downtown, and that's where everything kicked off. And we were like, wait, wait, there's another card in here. And because in the morning when I came in, I was like, you know what? Hey, there was a mess up on break eight. Let's give everybody their credit, and let everybody keep their card. And on top of that, I will do another 10 boxes for free. So a total of 18 boxes for the clients that I, you know, been breaking for me. And that's what I did for them in the morning. And most of the people that came back, they were satisfied with what happened. And then when we, when we saw the clip, the full clip, like, wait, there's two downtowns here. And we called them up. We're like, Hey, bring the downtown over. This is crazy. And then as soon as he came in, we took the downtown and fired him on the spot. And after that, we've been silent since 
uh, you know, like I told you before, I said, I, you know, this is, I, I'm not an influencer. I don't know what to do. So I just let it be and let everybody see what's going on. Okay. But so that's, I mean, I actually am, am curious about that too. So, uh, junior fired. Are you guys like pursuing legal charge against him? What, where's it stand with this kid, this dummy? So this is what we did. We fired him as soon as we, uh, as soon as we got the video, we fired him. And then we get in a police report. Like that's, I jumped in right with him with you, with you because you were telling me about uh, the podcast. So I jumped in with you. So we're legally doing everything possible on our side to protect our name and our brand. Okay. So at this point, the the big question I think that some guys are still asking that I don't know if uh, I've heard an answer from you on it yet, Abraham, is the downtown is kind of like the card that you guys keep posting on your Instagram page. Like, I, I, I don't remember how many, but there's quite a, uh, a few of them, right? So they're saying, well, there must be a plan here. Like, why would it, why would they only post downtowns? And then this guy takes the downtown. It, can you add any clarification to that? Yes. Uh, like any other breakers, we always post our hits on our IG page. Our IG page, all the hits that are on that page are our clients. And on whatnot, past two weeks, we performed 34 downtowns in that week. In two weeks, we literally hit 34 downtowns and every customer receives their downtown. And, you know, I could clarify with this, with whatnot. And I had zero. If you like now the platform, you can't see it. Like I had zero, uh, problems, zero, uh, anything till that day. Okay. Um, the downtown that he took, that junior took that second one. Did, did you ever find out what it was? Yeah. Do we know what that card ever was? Uh, yes, I do have that. It's Eli Manning. Eli Manning downtown. He did this for an Eli Manning. I'm going to be honest with you. Junior sounds like the dumbest breaker in the history of the world. Eli Manning. At least tell me it was a Brock Purdy one-on-one. What a turd. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just does not, like, I, I can't believe it. I, I just, no words can explain it. And, you know, I worked so hard for this company and, you know, just putting the company to the side, you know, my family, the breakers, you know, they're getting like troll over the internet and they're getting like bashed. They're getting, you know, hammered. It, it, you know, my wife's picture was out there. My daughter's picture was out there. This is, you know, please, you know, come and blame me. Come to my page. Sure. I'll be honest with you, Abraham. That was the one thing before I spoke to you. I had, I, I mean, I had my opinion on what happened, obviously, but with you, I mean, and I stand by that. Like we, we appreciate the time with you here, but man, there's, there's no objection for us on that. You don't bring people's wives and families into them. You want to rip you and, and every other breaker there in the company. That, that's, that's up to us. Like we put ourselves out there, but the family stuff I do find just ridiculous. So uh, that's why I left that video comments open and I left all the other thing. Everybody could attack me in there and say what they have to say. And I don't think like 80% of the people are in there. They, they know about anything about breaking, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm sorry I did this to people that are in the hobby. I'm very, you know, I take full responsibility of what happened and what kind of clown I hired. And, you know, very sorry what happened. I just, you know, I want to clear out my name and my company, you know, just, and, and I want to just, Say to the people on uh, on the other side that haven't received their thing, I'm fully blocked from the platform. I have no shipping. I have no data access to anything. 
Oh, so, so none of the stuff I from can't... Whatnot could be shipped. Oh, yeah, I didn't think. So are you in contact with Whatnot to take care of that? Like, are they at least in contact with you? The first day that happened on Mar- on Wednesday, I emailed Whatnot, and I said, they banned me. They sent me an email saying that, hey, you're banned. And I said, you know, I sent a full email out saying that, hey, this was a new hire, you know, and what is going on? And then past two days, uh, a Friday and uh, Thursday and Friday, and I emailed them again saying that, hey, I still have eight breaks here that need to be shipped out. And I have zero access to nothing. Uh, I got you. Okay. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Again, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, one thing I would ask Abraham is is if you would uh, just stay in touch on IG. I, I am very curious what happens with Junior if, if you know, you guys end up pursuing criminal charges and that. But either way, we appreciate you coming on. We want to give you an opportunity to talk and, and get your side out a little bit. So so thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You know, and I'm very sorry for the hobby to you know be blowing up like this for this event. And, you know, I apologize. And hopefully everybody uh, understand my side and you know, I do take a full blame. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Have a good day, man. We'll see Thanks, you. Abraham. Thank you. All right. I- I'm going to be honest with you. And this was kind of what I was thinking. Well, you know what, God, you go first, because I have a kind of a long-winded thing, and I apologize. No, no, no. I to no one. <laughs> I think everyone's probably expecting my response, and, and it's I'm not going to let you down. My ex- Your expectation's right. I do feel kind of bad for the guy. Like, I, I hate it, because it's at the end of the day, I'm sure they probably did some due diligence, They but they obviously... Probably could have done more. Uh, sounds like someone relatively new to the hobby. At the, what do you do in a situation where you you trusted someone to work for you and then they betrayed you? And you, he sounds like he's trying to make it right. Sounds like he is doing what he can. And at this point, <laughs> I hate it for him because what do you? I don't know how you change everyone's point of view. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this might actually shock you. I almost entirely agree. He really? did say, hey, we looked into him. We talked to him. He came in. Okay, so you at least put some due diligence behind him. First of all, first red flag, show me one person named Junior who's trustworthy. <laughs> I had one cousin named Junior growing up. Total scumbag. I'm just, honestly. That's a You fair show point. me one Junior. Yep. No, but but again, and, and I'm not giving him a pass, and I'll be honest with you, I don't care what the listener, like you guys can think whatever you want. I'm not trying to influence uh, this is the only conversation I've had with him. And I'm literally trying to put myself in his, this That's is an exaggerated example. Like putting myself in his spot. Yeah. Like, like honestly, this was the first thing that went through my head. And granted, this is different. Cause me and you were, I know you much better than he knew this sure. guy. You go out and do something just horrendous in your normal life. Right. Like Can we reverse it. Like it's probably, cause I mean, if anyone's going to do something horrendous, it's probably going to be. Actually, you know what? Here's a better <laughs> example. Max or Max or Denton, the two, our two okay. interns. There you go. One of those two go out there. They're company employees. Yeah. They work for us, the yeah. SCN brand and do something absolutely heinous. Yeah. In the hobby too. Like, let's say they steal, they rip off a kid, whatever. Yep. Okay. I knew them video. to be good people. Yeah. And there's absolute, there's no question it happened. It's a huge knock on the brand, but I'm trying to think like, so what would I then do? I have to say, I think the guy is doing all he can. A couple of things I want to address too. And here's why we didn't ask this one question. Cause a number of people now, well, he kept breaking. Okay. He did. I didn't ask because he answered the question without being asked. The kids on 12 to six. They didn't even know till the next morning. Yeah. He probably did keep breaking the rest. I think the timestamps were like midnight. So he probably broke the rest of the night. Yes. There were other breaks. If you don't know, you don't know. Again, I'm not sure how I hold that against him. Yep. Does he does he deserve some blame for letting the kid in the hen house in the first place? Yes. And he takes it. It sounds but like I guess he that's, full blame. I guess that uh, my question is always, so then what? If he's literally fired the kid and they're pursuing criminal charges and he's just got kicked off the platform, they the only platform they break on. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what? That is always my question to like the outraged yeah. mob. 
what, like if he comes on here arrogant and he's a scumbag, there is another group, by the way, who are just as big of human pieces of crap as Junior are. The people, because I did see people post pictures of his kid and his wife. You're garbage. Just to be clear, it's, you are as much a piece of garbage as Junior is. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't bring people's families into this stuff. You as a breaker, you're in front of the camera. There's nothing off limits. I have guys come in and give me a hard time. Dude, the other night, and he's a friend of mine, kind of. Oh, after a break like that, have you thought of killing yourself? <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, but I'm on that level, dark sense of humor. I laugh it off. Mm -hmm. Even if he's serious, though, I am in front of the camera. You, when you make yourself public, you are open to anything people want to say about you. Unfortunately, it's true. But with, but with family, it's just ridiculous. But again, that's a, a minor point. I guess that's where I'm at. The guy sounds genuinely sorry. They ripped, so they refunded every, he was very clear about that on his IG and here, same story. He refunded the eight box break that people were in and then did an additional 10 boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and then, because the, the, the other thing too came up, well, I still haven't gotten my cards. If he doesn't have access to whatnot and the shipping information on the order manifest, yeah. I don't know. So I would say this, if anybody from whatnot is listening, I do think you need to get in touch with the guy. At yeah, least let him take care that. of his, I'm not saying let him back on, do whatever you want. But that's kind of where I fall with these things. I'm glad there's outrage. I'm glad we as a community band together. I've also seen clips of this everywhere and it's a joke. Like, get the real story. I'm very curious how many people actually reached out to talk to this guy as opposed to just making a cute clip. But what after hearing that, like, what else am I supposed to do here? How much more hatred am I supposed to have toward the guy? Because he sounded reasonably sorry, in my opinion. My question is, do you ever allow forgiveness in the hobby? Like, do you, can you ever move past a mistake? Now, if he tells me, hey, you know, we disciplined him, but we're, okay, no, <laughs> now I'm going to destroy you. You fired him and you're pursuing criminal charges. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not excusing the activity. Yeah. And I don't know uh, uh, Abraham, so I'm not giving him a pass, but I, I do kind of get to that point in my head. Okay, now what? Like, yeah. can he never work again? Like, even like with the cancel culture stuff, when that happened, I was always like, okay, like now what? At what point is the guy allowed to make a living again? Exactly. Granted, this has been a week, so I'm not saying you should be right back, but I, I don't really know what else there is to do there. Make up your own minds. Yeah, make up your minds. At least you've heard from the man exactly. himself. So. And thank you again to Daps for reaching out, letting us know that you guys were in contact and with him. And apologizing about the time zone. There was a little <laughs> remark. I, that was what I appreciated the most. Also, frankly. thank you for that. All, All right. right. We got a big show ahead of you. Actually, we don't. That was the majority of the show. We got some other stuff to talk about. And Jason Flynn's coming. We have coming. another guest. Multiple guests. Yeah. So Jason Flynn will be here in a minute. Uh, so let's dive into some undervalued legends. Okay. Yeah, let's absolutely. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so guys, here's the premise of the show, the legend. I've been dealing with a bunch of 90s and 2000s stuff uh, lately. I've been buying a lot of older lots and doing consignment on old stuff. And it is wild to me 
the values. And, and by the way, just to set this whole segment up, I'm not telling you to buy or sell or hold any of these. I, I don't care what you do with any of your cardboard on any of these names I'm about to mention. But it is crazy to me, the hobby darlings and their value. Mm-hmm. And again, I know there is no direct correlation, not directly at least, to on-field performance and, and values. Because some guys perform really well and don't sell nearly as well. Other guys do next to nothing but have crazy amounts of hype. So they sell really well. Speaking of hype, hype-er. Halfway in this monster, feeling it. You're feeling so good, bro. I can tell. Hey, Jesse, let me talk. For no, me. just go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry to um, but I did like, so I've been going through grading a bunch of these 90s cards, all with SGC. I love all my old stuff in the SGC holders. There's your plug. And, you know, do whatever you want with that. Um, but then when they come back, I'm always like, okay, let me comp this stuff. And one thing I always do, because I just start going down this rabbit hole with these old school refractors. Like, okay, here's a 1997 Bowman's Best Atomic Cut Refractor. I've got the Maguire, the Sosa, the Frank Thomas. They sell for X, Y, and Z. Dude, the Jeter sells for eighteen hundred. Mark Maguire is one hundred and twenty. You know, Griffey mm-hmm. sell because there are a couple. Jeter and Griffey are are far and away. I don't even think I'm missing anybody from that generation from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Jeter and Griffey, and it makes sense. Jeter's the captain, the rings, and I get that too. I'm not ignorant to the fact some of these guys just have a bigger prestige to them. Mm-hmm. But then other people brought up, well, if you're in a small market, that hurts. Seattle's market in the 90s wasn't a major sports market. So now Griffey himself was, but certainly he transcended the market. Okay. And so I basically just started with, my post was very simple. The most hobby undervalued all-time great is, and I said, I'll start. Mine was Frank Thomas. Okay. Frank Thomas is as good a hitter as anybody from that generation. Unbelievable. I mean, hitting alone, he's probably a top 10 hitter of all time. If you look at the actual number, top 20, I mean, power, average, RBI, unbelievable. MVP, at least one MVP. Can you Google that actually? How many MVPs Frank Thomas won? Great nickname, the Big Hurt. Like he was a relatable guy. He was the biggest guy in the league. I mean, the dude was massive. Like if you just roided out for the next year, you would be Frank Thomas. They just ripped out of your thinking about it. I'm done. Can we get a steroid sponsor for Jesse? That's (laughs) next point. But I was like, statistic, like look at his value compared to, and again, gold standard in, in baseball, com- kind of compared to that Griffey Jeter. And I'm like, this guy is just, it's crazy how much cheaper he is. Two years, by the way, 93, 94 MVP AL. Back to, back-to-back MVPs in the AL back then. Not easy to do. Griffey, I think, only has one. Um, and so then my question was, well, who else? There's a bunch of other guys that got listed that I think are great. The first comment, uh, Dormius Thompson, Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, we've talked about him several times. Yeah. Now, Hakeem, the huge bias with Hakeem is he was a big man. Big men in the NBA don't sell, which is true and makes no sense to me, but whatever. Hakeem is arguably, like you asked Simmons, who knows more about basketball than me, you, and everybody in our family combined. Okay. He'll tell you he's a top 10 guy, probably top 12 all time. Most people will tell you that. Unbelievable center. But you go according to, again, almost contemporaries, the Kobe's, the Jordans, a little before, a little after, actually, same as Jordan. Nowhere near, I mean, a fraction of a fraction of the value. It's a little bit wild. Dwayne Wade was the second guy mentioned by uh, by Dennis Z. And, and let me ask you this too, because I am curious. Okay. When I say Dwayne Wade, like, do you have any memories of Dwayne Wade in the in the early mid-2000s? Like, like, I, were you around for his like... I just remember at the time when I was like... I, I wasn't as into basketball because it was after Jordan's era. So at that point, I was... consciously trying to keep an eye on cards in the early two thousands and Dwayne Wade was one of the ones that I wanted. I just didn't, 
I didn't know anything about his prowess on court. Okay, yeah, because drafted in 03, same year as LeBron. So another thing with Dwayne, he's part of an iconic draft class. Again, I, it's pretty rare anybody has him outside of the top 25. To me, he's the third greatest shooting guard of all time behind MJ and Kobe. No market for him compared to, even in that class, mm-hmm. compare him to LeBron, and it's crazy. And again, I'm not arguing he's better, and I'm not saying his value should go up. But just look at what he's done, his career compared to LeBron. It's not that far off, and yet a fraction of a fraction. It's wild. What about, like, guys, I don't think that would be the biggest, but, like, guys like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is the biggest, most underrated guy in football. Okay, I was about to say, like, do, oh, doesn't God, he not boy. get He's wearing, he, his, wearing your indie blue over there. Look at you. <laughs> I just feel like he, I saw something recently when they were comparing Tom Brady as, like, the best athlete ever. And there was a big controversy that he's not the best athlete. He was just the best thrower in, in, in NFL mind, passing mind. But as far as best athlete goes for football, for regular season, they said it's Peyton Manning, for best quarterback at least. I would agree. He's got five MVPs. He set every record back in the day. I mean, obviously, they were broken after that. Yeah. Peyton Manning, to me, is a top three quarterback. Him, I have it Brady, Montana, and Manning. But it's amazing to me, too, the guys who now just kind of lazily lump some of these people together. Like, oh, you know, like the A-Raw, you know, Rodgers, Breeze, Manning. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Just to be clear, Peyton's been to three Super Bowls and he's won two. Granted, he was terrible in one. Rodgers and Breeze have been to one each. So let's let's not do that. Regular season, he was better than both of them. Five MVPs. Now, Rodgers may get to five, but Peyton has five. Unbelievable. And again, take into account when he played. Guys like Matt Ryan were not throwing for you know 5,000 yards a season when Peyton first started playing. So it's a passing era. Those guys are nowhere near Peyton Manning right now. I'm sorry. They're just not close. Do you think at this point there are multiple different, uh, I know you hate when I talk about uh, total market value you for somebody. Stop it right away. I hate total, when you talk. <laughs> when, when we talk about market cap, it, I like it because it oh. gives us such a good idea for what sure. the hobbies invested in this person. And when we talk about Peyton Manning, he does, it's not like the worst ever. I think he, he's somewhere around like 13 million. Um, which is not bad, but I'm just curious, like Justin Herbert, if you pull up his, his overall market cap, 20 million. But now hang on. Is this market cap just based on cards being tracked in card ladder? The, yeah. Well, so it is, it's based so this, on all cards throughout all grades that they've got for him. Yeah. So this isn't fair. But I mean, then. there's not a lot of patents in that system. I bet compared to Justin, there's like 200 cards. I mean, there's. Uh, pay, Justin has 201 cards and I think Peyton has like 219. So there's a few oh, more. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of Peyton Manning in there. Okay. That's why I think, I think it's just kind of interesting and that compare he doesn't this, get, though. Com- well, no, you can't. That's the one thing that's tough about that though. I don't know what's if it's a level playing field, but you, but it is true. A lot of guys have Herbert. Peyton is the best example to me of a football guy that is unbelievably undervalued. Another football guy that was mentioned, Dan Marino. Again, oh, okay. now Dan never had went to one playoff, his, went to one Super Bowl, his second year lost, never went back. However, look at the numbers he put up, put up compared to other guys in his era. And again, when he retired, literally had every record until Brad Favre broke him. Dan Marino was like unbelievable. Like, my dad's generation will tell you that Marino was like as good of a passer as they ever saw. Like he was unbelievable. That's when you could beat the crap out of receivers. That's when you could, you know, body slam quarterbacks. The guy was unbelievable. Now, postseason success hurts him. I kind of understand that, but even still. Um, some of these other ones that are mentioned, though, are interesting to me. My boy, Steck, B-Steck, mentioned Gale Sayers. 
running back, didn't have the longevity, played in the 60s. I kind of understand that because generationally, he was a great peak talent, but he wasn't. He doesn't have the numbers to back it up. But again, same thing, going back to dad's generation. Oh, you know what we're calling dad? Get dad on the line? Well, Call my we, father right now. Well, we got three minutes before. Uh, Call him real quick. God. Um, I'm gonna, I got a couple other names while you're calling Papa Gio. Tim Duncan, as good of an example as you'll find in basketball. Again, uh, big man bias, so I get that. Um, so there's a couple other ones. Frank Robinson, old school, MVP in both leagues. That's pretty unbelievable. Well, let's see what dad is. Bo Jackson's a good one. Uh, big Ben, I hate, so I can't even address that one. Shaq, I think we talked about the big man bias. Ozzie Smith is interesting. Uh, and then almost everybody else just mentioned Peyton. Somebody mentioned Mario Lemieux, which I thought was interesting. I, I don't know if Lemieux was like what his value is. How is he not going to answer the phone, by the way? What's he doing? Another great one in here, and this is the last one to mention, because I just this was just kind of in my in my brain this week. Stan Musial, like one of the Who? greatest, a top five lefty hitter of all time, unbelievable Hall of Fame, one of the greatest hitters in the history of baseball, no market. The one thing wild about Musial is he had old school cut autos and a lot of products, and now they don't sell for anything because it's almost like his market got flooded, which is still weird. He should have a huge market because how good he is. Vintage is like that, though. Yeah. Like with vintage, it's like Maze, Mantle, Aaron, Clemente, everybody else. Eh. It is interesting. Even Ted Williams doesn't sell for nearly what he should compared to those guys on field. This conversation about vintage, and granted, we're talking like, this we're isn't like vintage, our, vintage. Yeah, we're talking yeah. Our, That's a good point. Our vintage. In other words, the guys I grew up with. Yes, but like, this would be, what What would this technically be considered? Um, I guess just modern. Yeah. Okay. So pool house, another great name, by the way, the reason I mentioned is I didn't see the video. I saw that uh sports card investor put out a video about, is there a vintage bubble? I am curious. I was curious. I was just looking at indexes. It doesn't look like if there's a vintage bubble, it doesn't look like it's popped. It looks like it's pretty steady, like most other markets, but who knows? It's yeah, something to keep an eye on. Steady. Yeah. I, I am curious though. King Griffey, um, before we bring on, uh, uh, Jason with the fact that he is in talks of joining the Astros, uh, or I'm sorry, not the Astros, the Padres. Was this real? That I saw several people sent something to me about a, that. I thought that was a not joke. like as a, of course, like in back office somewhere. I don't know where exactly, but do you think that has anything to do with values for him? I don't because he's already there. So no, to me, I, I just don't think it helps him. Yeah, if he joins his the myst- Padres, it'd be very interesting. I'll be honest, his mystique of being away from the game, I think, helps him as much as anybody. It's like we didn't get enough. Uh, let me just read off a couple of names, and we'll go to Jason because there's a couple other great names mentioned. Chipper Jones, oh, okay. again, compared to some of these other guys, sells for a fraction. He was part of the most, one of the most relevant franchises of the 90s. They won their division every year. Everybody loved Chipper. Uh, so I think that's an interesting one. Mike Schmidt, a little bit older. Michael Jack Schmidt, mm-hmm. registered baseman yep. of all time for most people. You know, very little. The other one here that caught my, that really stood out and a bunch of guys mentioned him was Tony Gwynn. And this is true. So Tony Gwynn was in this last lot I bought. Do you, do you, does that name mean anything? Do you even know what sport I, he played? Baseball. Oh, you do? Okay. Do you yeah. know him though? Or you just guessing? No, I no, I knew baseball. I just don't, it's, I consider it. If I can't pick him out of a lineup, then it's not going to be as popular of an investment. Cause okay. if That's, anything, I've fair. got a, a solid baseline of like decent people that people know about. Yeah, that's fair. So Gwyn, I mean, an unbelievable hitter. Now, obviously, he was a singles guy, but but hit for average as great a pure hitter as the game has ever seen and died young, which is kind of weird. He's one that almost fits the bill of like there would have been a crazy resurgence because of that, but it just didn't happen. So 
I want to clarify too. When I say that people know about, it, I mean general public, not your hobby guys. Obviously, last they know name more. we'll mention, then we'll go to Jason Cartman. People thought he was very undervalued. Eric Cartman. I don't know, the guy from the South Park. Oh, really? Yeah, people just thought Cartman was very undervalued. So, <laughs> All right, cool. All right, we're on with Soccer Cards United. I can already tell you it's going to be – this has been a decent show up to now. It's going to be a train wreck. I am looking at Jason Flynn, who's nine foot tall, awkward, lanky anyways. They come in with, over Enzo. They come in with their new setup. They don't even have to talk, by the way. They come in with their new setup. They're all excited. Enzo is sitting there like a professional, working mic. Everything is fine. Jason and his lanky torso is over here talking to a microphone that doesn't work. Then he goes back to st- the, not not to sit next to Enzo to no. use a mic. He but says to a wall stand, squat. What's that saying? Where you sit on the wall? It's a That's, wall squat. Yep. He is standing, and because of the height discrepancy, Enzo is just right in the face. <laughs> this is the worst for oh Enzo God. and for me. And All now right. He's got his hands Do you have in anything to say for yourselves? What's he going to do? Lean down nine feet to talk? I did everything I could to be ready. Jason is just unprofessional. <laughs> Thank he, you, Enzo. He's hunching down. Look at this. This is our video setup is as good as can be, but something with Zoom's input is not accepting my microphone. It's it's. I, I won't bore you, but it's something to do with stereo versus mono. Etc. Can you et even hear us? You don't I, have headphones. I can do Jason know what you're saying. Us? I do know. No, I can hear you. I can hear you. So, oh, boy. at this point. Let's go ahead and just start talking about cards because I don't know if we can get off the subject. What if Jason in a sat down segue. and Enzo stood up? Would they be the same height? That's a we are the same height. And, um, then, he, and then he tries to justify this setup by saying, <laughs> "Well, there's a box in the way. I can't sit. God forbid you move the box. I'm not. I'm not right. anybody's boss. We I'm just have saying. to move past okay, the subject. Go ahead. I apologize. We have to. Thanks, move the box. Thanks right. for being here, guys. Thank you. We wanted to talk soccer and F1. Tell us what is the popular F1 product. Get that out of the way first. Um, at the moment, Dynasty is doing quite well. And Formula One Chrome is, is it's doing really healthily as well this year for 2022. Did you, did you see the Dynasty card we pulled by chance? Eddie over at Geo Breaks pulled the one of one Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. Oh, my oh. God. I, what is that worth, by the way? They're like, excited. Uh, it's the one of one Is it the zipper patch? Like the big... That, I thought it had the zipper, didn't it? I don't follow. Is that like a $10,000 card? I would say, yeah. The big guy's nodding his head. shaking his head. Just just to clarify, I know you guys did a lot of work for the video. The zipper is a bit different, but the other patches this year compared to the other previous two years of Dynasty, there's a lot of color. Before, they were all single color. They kind of looked like napkins. They were kind of terrible. This year, what's kind of getting people excited about the Dynasty is when you pull a non-zipper, it is multicolored, which is pretty cool for pretty much almost every patch. Uh, The zipper auto are always very... uh, The zipper patches are very, very popular. And Hamilton 1 of 1 can't go wrong. There's okay, somebody okay. who's asking specifically why it is that they see Verstappen's pricing being so close to Hamilton when Hamilton has many more awards. What's the what's the deal there? That would probably just be a bias to the collector base. So I think a lot of the people that are collecting cards are more so hobby people that are now like, okay, Formula One's a thing, let me get into it. And since it became a thing in 2020, it's basically kind of like in 2020 it was obviously Hamilton versus Verstappen, but it's almost like everything prior doesn't exist in, in the kind of current buyer market and Verstappen is now just dominant champion and um, so his prices are kind of good but uh, he's also tainted by the fact that a lot of people don't like him his prices could be higher if, if he was a more likable individual here's the other thing I would say it's now it's even more awkward he's doing a half squat oh my god but he's so, I'll, I'll move after this he, J, Jason is so tall though his half squat just makes him look like a normal height person but then you're like why are his legs bent awkwardly and he's shuffling a deck of cards it, That's it. I'm good. You can on the soccer. On the soccer. No, no, no. Let's talk. We about, are turning video off going forward. No, for let's guests. talk about no the No one ball. needs to see. No, they can't hear it. It's my favorite segment. Okay. 
at this point, Enzo's welcome back anytime. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Enzo's always professional. I'm not even cursed today. I'm on my best. Don't even yell. Yeah, what was the what's the Italian food you thought his name was? Enzo. No, you thought it was Enzo. Some... <laughs> Get serious, dude. We're here to talk. So about here sports. we are. We've talked F one a little bit. And is there anything else that you care to talk about before we go to soccer? Because there's a number. There's a number. Well, there was a lot of soccer questions in mailbag. Not as many F1. So I just wanted to cover that before we move. Yeah, any other big F1 notes we need to touch on or you guys want to jump into soccer? Oh, just apart from there's, there's a big Grand Prix this weekend in Australia. And I'd say this year, the kind of surprise package are Aston Martin. And with that would be Fernando Alonso, who's already a legend of the sport, but he has every chance of winning a race. So his cards are kind of going to be interesting this year. But no, apart from that, it should be a Red Bull dominating. But I think Aston Martin might might win a few races. Straight and to the point, exactly what we asked for. None of this nonsense like Jason always wants to talk about how he's on TV and being tall and whatnot. Thank you, Enzo. That was perfect. Soccer, tell us what's the products that have come out recently that are hot. What are guys chasing? Do you want to crouch down? Yeah, so <laughs> if I just get closer to Mike here. <laughs> Stupid Oh. Uh, I gotta leave the Just, studio. I don't know what is happening. Should it turn the camera off when we had the chance? He's go bent on. in half and he's eight feet tall still. <laughs> go. Oh my go. god. Jason, thank you. So Premier League Prism came out last week. <laughs> no, let's on talk about Prism. Uh, uh, okay. Go ahead. You're doing great. And uh, the big chase this year is Erling Haaland autos. And the interesting thing is in all the early breaks, if anyone had the Manchester City spot in either case breaks or half case breaks, they were just hitting like some people were hitting like three or four Erling Haaland autos a go. And the, uh, the price is holding firm around $900. So if uh, you bought you know bought a box of prison for $255, $260 at USD, you could be getting $900 for a Haaland Auto. And for some reason, it seems like the boxes that they shipped out first are full of Haaland Autos. So I'd recommend doing that quick before they're all gone. Um, it's it's a popular product every year. But this year with the, with the Haaland Autos, also Phil Foden from Manchester City, his first prism as well. It's holding its value quite well. And uh, people are generally excited. There's also a very rare fractal insert that we didn't see in the pre-release art and we haven't seen yet. Uh, Corey Thompson wanted to know that uh, with a player like Julian Alvarez, who always England. is he always going to struggle in the hobby because he plays with Holland or will he play with Argentina ever? Well, when we saw him play with Argentina in the World Cup, his price did uh, respond quite healthily. He had a, a, a World Cup rookie card. And like, Obviously, if you have an Ernie Haaland at your team, you're going to be in his shadow to a certain extent. But at some point, either Alvarez will move or Haaland will move. So if you believe in Alvarez as a player, there's no reason not to invest in him now while he is in Haaland's shadow. The idea being that you'll benefit long term when either one or the other moves. Cole Benz also was curious. So is there a season or a time to sell soccer? I think we asked this last time you were on here, but just for clarification, you know, baseball, it's spring training. But for soccer, is now a good time or it would it behooves them to wait a little bit longer. Behoof, behoof them. Thank you. I would say another few weeks. Um, basically, a good seasonal thing in normal years where there's no World Cup is the Champions League. So the kind of knockout stages of the Champions League is a great opportunity, um, which we're in that now. We're in, we're in an international break, actually, for the next week. But um, as soon as the Champions League knockouts kind of kick back on, if someone has a big performance like Erling Haaland, um, that's a good time to sell, you know, before the final, kind of similar to the playoffs in, in the NBA. I do have a serious question. I actually just secured a case of immaculate soccer. I got it from distribution. I don't know the price, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, I am curious. So 2022 immaculate soccer comes out five weeks from today, which is the reason I bring this up is I think it's something guys could still pre-order before it comes out. And if there's going to be a bump, there'll be the bump then. So here's my question. 2020 immaculate is 1500 a box. 2021 is 1300 a box. 
2022, again, releases May 5th. Um, and Panini, I mean, Immaculate is one of their, their flagship, just massive high-end products every year with every sport. I am curious, is this a good year of Immaculate? Like, is it loaded with rookies? Is the rookie class special this year? What is your feeling on a product like that that comes out in a month? Um, off the top of my head, the first thing I'd say, it's going to be a good one because there will be Haaland autographs, hopefully on card. Um, but as far as rookies go, Jason, do you think, I mean, Matoma? Um, you have uh, the likes Get of down there. Uh, Car- Karu Matoma for Brighton. You also have Alejandro Garnacho. So for the first time in a couple of years, the uh, Manchester United spot in breaks will be more valuable because they have a, a good rookie in uh, in Garnacho. Generally with Immaculate, like it's never something I'd recommend from a prospecting point of view. But the box should hold its value quite nicely because this is the first year that Erling Haaland is featuring uh, in it for Manchester City. So, like, you know, if you're a prospector, stay away. If you want a box, you can buy a case off or you buy a few boxes off, put it on a shelf. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to double or, or triple anytime soon in value, but it's not going to lose its value either. So, here's what's funny about that product. Like I said, there's two of the big sites over here. None of them have it for sale anymore. And again, I, I kind of think the same. And, and with Immaculate, I like the fact that there's massive vet chases, which even in soccer, I'm sure there are as well. Like off the top of your head, knowing that it's fifteen hundred from twenty twenty, thirteen hundred from last year, what's a reasonable price? I know it's expensive, by the way. This only appeals to the top end guys, anyways. What's like a reasonable price where you think this should come out in May? Like if you're getting it for eleven hundred, twelve hundred, I think you're fine because I think it'll probably sit somewhere in the middle of the one five, one three, probably about one four. But again, the Haaland factor—you don't really know. Like I think it's something that will be broke a lot. People are going to really enjoy it. It's going to be a very good box to be selling, to be breaking, to be getting involved with. And um, there's nothing to say it won't surpass the the fifteen hundred potentially. Depends on the kind of makeup of it. But in general, if you're getting it anywhere near the one thousand one hundred, one thousand two hundred mark, I don't think you'll lose money. It'll probably stay around that price. Probably if you're getting it below the one thousand, you're probably doing really well. So let me ask you the last question about that then, just because I don't do much soccer. Popular style to break that, like random country break or pick your country or pick your player? Yeah, for that one, it would probably be pick your club. Um, pick your player would probably, like I say, pick your player is going to be the most popular for that because it's kind of a high-end set, so it kind of lets some people get in because there's going to be a lot of low-end cards in it that are like beautiful cards for smaller teams that are supported hugely. Um, so I'd say pick your player might be a huge one, but also I'd say pick your team for, for Immaculate. It'll be one of the two. Uh, a couple more questions real quick. Uh, first one is from Christopher Duff wanting to know if you think that any of the Panini sticker parallels uh, are going to have from the World Cup are going to have any lasting value. Uh, I think we we saw some sell really high, like the Messi obviously sold very well recently. But at this point, do you guys foresee that to have any lasting yeah, I think I think the World Cup one only had one of ones as actual numbered. And I think the rest of them were unnumbered parallels, if, if I'm not wrong. Um, I think, yes, long-term value is there because I don't think this is the last time we see numbered parallels and stickers. I think it's the first time. I think it's really cool. Uh, all the Argentinian ones are going to do well because they won the World Cup that year, of course. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be long-term. I think all, it's kind of how stickers are actually going to become more relevant in a collectible point of view because I think numbered parallels are going to be in stickers moving forward. And I think that's the ground zero. I do think there's definitely space for that, especially when it's someone's true rookie. And um, given that kind of actual scarcity is, is going to be really cool. But yeah, I, I definitely think there's long-term value there. Do you think that just holds up for like the big guys, Messi, Mbappe, that kind of thing, or just any sticker? Um, I would say there's going to be some hardcore fans of, of, of like countries, clubs. There's going to be some kind of cult heroes that you might not expect to have huge value that, that could do. I, th- I think it's just really, really unique, really cool. And I do think we're going to see it more and more and more. So there's no reason why the first year of seeing it in an already hugely collectible space, such as World Cup stickers, I think, I think it's a really fun and really niche 
thing to be collecting. And I think it definitely has potential. Uh, this is maybe more of an opinion base, but uh, Corey M was curious. What are the general feelings about MLS in Europe? So traditionally, it was seen as um, like it was brought in because the US was having the World Cup in 94 and there was a requirement that you have to have a domestic league. Um, so traditionally, that wasn't viewed uh, very positively over here. And then for a long time with the likes of David Beckham, Robbie Keane, Steven Gerrard, David Villa, it was a retirement league for European stars to go and get a payday, spend a couple of years at LA Galaxy or something like that. Thierry Henry at New York Red Bulls as well. But more and more, we're starting to see homegrown players coming through the MLS and the European clubs, or at least the smart European clubs, are taking advantage of that. Because for a few years now, there's been a lot of opportunities. If you're a club that uses analytics, if you have kind of like a like a money ball approach to use the cliche, and um, there's a lot of of uh, of good, valuable players in the MLS that you can develop. So I would say over the last three years or so, people have started to take the MLS a lot more seriously. And if your club announces that they're, they've acquired a player from the MLS, it's no longer like kind of like laughed off or kind of, you know, the, 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 the potential is there and the optimism is there. So onwards and upwards. Yeah. And I would, I would add to that and say, if you bought a case of MLS Chrome, uh, each year for the next five years, I, I would pretty much guarantee you'll be up because we're just going to continuously see more prospects emerge from that, that their first thing is an MLS Chrome card. Nice. Oh, so it's almost like a farm league, like in baseball. Like the pirates, we used to goof with that. Like, hey, sure. buy pirates prospects because even though no one's going to care, they're really good, and then they're going to get traded to the Yankees. Okay, that's pretty. That, oh, analogy. So now we invest Any more in MLS. All right. Anybody you guys are following specifically? Um, there's, a, there's a couple. We had uh, Jason. Get down there, um, buddy. Can, can barely. Ricardo get there. There came out a couple of years and went to went to Germany, and now is in is in the Netherlands. And um, we also saw John Duran, who I. I can't remember where he was, but he was acquired by Aston Villa in the, uh, in the Premier League. Brendan Aronson came out of there. I would say Philadelphia Union is a team that I really like. Uh, the Union produces a lot of young players. And if you just bought into a lot of Philadelphia Union breaks in MLS Crown for the next five years, you'd be also up without even having to buy Davis. the boxes. Alfonso yeah. Davies came out of Vancouver. I think like, that's just like off the top of our head, but that's just going to keep, keep, keep happening. It's just going to be a li- long list of players. Might take a couple of years, but you're going to look back and go, "Oh Jesus, his rookie's there, and he's gone to Europe, and he's amazing now." And we're going to see a lot of people that from like at some point, the United States are going to be winning the men's World Cup. There's too many people in the United States. There's too many athletes, and soccer just keeps getting more popular. And their ground zero for a lot of them is going to be MLS clubs. So at some point in time, there's going to be a huge rookie. Like imagine if like Christian Pulisic's rookie was an MLS uh, club, like and it was an MLS Chrome, like something like that. Someone that really kind of gravitates to all of the, the Americans, someone Captain America, whatever the case may be, that's going to eventually happen. And yeah, I do think MLS Chrome is going to be a very solid product moving forward. Very cool. Okay. Awesome. Um, I had one last thing. It has nothing to do with any of this, but it does have to, something to do with what's on your desk there. I see some Star Wars boxes and it made me start thinking what the attractiveness is of Pokemon in the European area that you're at, Ireland. I can't think of this country. <laughs> Pokemon's crazy over here. Is it really? Like that, that would have been my first introduction to cards, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, sports cards are not the kind of ground zero over here because we never had sports cards. Huh. Apart from stickers. I didn't know that. But yeah, it's huge. Pokemon's massive over here. Some sports card shows that are kind of popping up uh, because the sports cards aren't as big. They're collaborating with, with trading card games, mainly Pokemon, to do like a joint event. That way it's okay. We 10 tables that are sports cards, but the venue's full because a lot of Pokemon people. I guess that makes um, sense because I think the trading card game, like the actual in-person physical game is the uh, championship was there or is going to be in England this year or it was last year. I can't remember, but obviously I guess that means there must be players. 
no one hundred. It's it's huge over here. Like it's it's kind of like people are card fluent through trading card games, Pokemon, and and sports. And we've actually because we sell we have a website. We sell boxes. We we sell cases to some people. And um, we've actually recently got a huge uptick of people in the Pokemon world saying, "Hey, I want to buy some sports stuff. Could I get some stuff off you?" But we've had three or four people do that. Be like, "Hey, I do Pokemon. I'm successful here. I have this huge kind of thing over here with Pokemon, but I want to diverse. I want to get sports in. I like sports too." Can you give me boxes? Can you give me recommendations? Can you educate me a little bit? Like that has been happening more and more in the last couple of months. Very interesting. Uh, give us your plug. What do you want to say? Check out SoccerCardsUnited.com um, for uh, worldwide shipping on uh, sports card boxes, mostly soccer and F1. Next day, shipping to the United States and no customs, people. Oh, that's actually go. surprising. Okay. And um, go to our YouTube channel, also called Soccer Cards United, and uh, subscribe. We just passed a thousand subscribers, so we're the little YouTube channel that could. Do you promise to have two microphones that work on that yeah, YouTube channel? Yeah, I was going to say, you can also go to sportscardsnonsense.com for the GoFundMe. So Jason, get a working microphone. We got your back, bro. <laughs> there you go. We got you. All right, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, fellas. We'll see you. Well, there you go. One mic and all, and they're still pretty fantastic. <laughs> well, handsome as all fantastic. get out. I can't get over the height. You know me. I'm a short. I'm a short man. Um, I was I was curious about Immaculate. Immaculate's making a lot of noise this year. And I don't know if that's just because I'm paying more attention. Yeah. But I did. I bought a case. I thought, hey, we have enough guys. At-. It's weird the amount of guys who recently, I, I would say recent, since the World Cup. Yeah. Have been like, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind a soccer break. That seems like an easier product to break. You can do serial number stuff with it. So, Do you really not want to go to a soccer game here in Nashville? Uh, honestly, you couldn't pay me. I'll give you a buck. I'll tell you what, if you said you were going to take me two bucks, are you going to take me to dinner? Me, take me and Hannah to dinner. I have to pay for your dinner okay, to no. get you to go to a soccer game. And you have to pay for the game. That's fine. You can say <laughs> no. I'm just telling you what it would take to get me there. Okay. I'm just so good to know. Are you, you're going to be missing out. I'm going to be a huge football fan and you're going to be over there. Like who's I like Pulisic. Cause that's the only American Mailbag. <laughs> no, that's much of Oh, there's the. I like when I get the childish laugh. It means I done new, it. New release. Go. I didn't even look. Yep. Oh, I got even. him. Uh, so Panini Contenders Football comes oh, out this week. I knew some big ones. Massive, right? This is the flagship for rookie autographs. I mean, this is what you're chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested in pricing on this. So you consider this the flagship for autos, whereas Prism, you did not. Because contenders, this has always been the auto set. So this will will always be. I guess be the, Prism is like a two auto, and this is a five auto per well, box. Well, in, in Prism, you're chasing silvers and base and color. Flisham. 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 Yep, that's a good one. Prism is the flagship for base, in my opinion, right now. Interesting. Contenders is the flagship for autographs. And this has one on-card auto included in those that's five. That's the other thing. It's almost a lot of these guys, it'll be their first on-card auto. So okay. the big question for me then is price. Because I have last year's pricing. Oh. Oh. This is okay. Now I'm actually curious. Okay. What, how much is this year's? $425. Exact same price as last year. That's doesn't seem exactly right. Yeah. Now 2020 on the other hand, you hold your little, just hold your breath. <gasps> Quietly hold your breath, please. I wonder, dude, you can't talk if you're holding your breath. <laughs> I can do. I'm holding <clears throat> and I'm talking. Prism, this is what it is on Blowout right now. All right, this is what Contenders is on Blowout. I wonder if it's going to be the same as Prism where you go to the Panini website and it's like a few bucks cheaper. Because 2021 Contenders Football Hobby Box, 429 I wouldn't go anywhere near this for 425 bucks then. I mean, yeah. I like it for breaks still. Don't get me wrong. Breaking makes a lot of these things possible. Sure. But that does seem very expensive for what we've seen in the rest of this class. 
So at this point, maybe also check out because it doesn't come out till Wednesday the twenty ninth. Yeah, wait check on the panini drop pricing that day. I did ask our panini connect if they would sell me some cases of Prism at a discount. And he responded said, with a no. <laughs> I I don't know if he was that cheerily shocked if they said differently. Yeah, but I mean, they're just sitting on the site. You might as well. Okay. Um, but however, having said all that, the crazy thing about contenders is the first autos that are come out. This is the only reason I don't hate the price as much as I first did. The first autos of all the stuff is going to go crazy. Right, like if you pull the first Purdy, yep. the first uh, Kenny pick, it's gonna go for huge money. Yeah, so I don't mind it for that. I just don't like it for personals, though. So I'm a B, a solid B in a break. I am a D as a personal. So I could expect to see you in a break. A B C. Next so. question. Next part. Uh, the next product is Panini Courts Court Kings Hobby 2022. I think this is going to be cheap enough where I like it. What's the price? Two seventy five. Three hundred. I was going to say two seventy five. Okay, not bad. Again, you get a single box random team break. You're talking ten bucks. I mean, Ben Caro's in it. Mathurin, yeah. Ivy Smith, Murray, Keegan Murray, obviously a name on the rise. I don't mind it, and it's got a decent little vet checklist as well in there, and it's cheap. I mean, three hundred bucks for a hobby box nowadays. Yes, that is cheap. I know it's still a lot of money. Um, I would probably be the same. I'm a B as a uh, for a break, and I'm I would say C. As a personal box, the so I don't love it as a personal. The uh, this box, Court Kings, or, or I'm sorry, this uh, product. How long has it been around? Would you say a few years? At least a few years. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like four or five years. Before I think. Before pandemic, what do you think this box would have gone to for at the time that it came out? I'm just curious because you made the point that oh, 300 is still high oh, for a hobby box. 125, 150 bucks. Really? Okay. Yeah, but contenders would have been 250. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the wax market is still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's just not curious just of, how much more. Yeah, it's still much double. higher than it used to be. Yeah, okay. a little less than double, I guess, but yeah. Um, There is, we didn't talk about this with them because they're not, uh, they're only F1, but there is a National Treasures Racing Hobby Box that comes out this week. Oh, really? You know what's funny? I break this every year. NASC, yeah, National Treasures Racing, I break every single year. It's like 1500 bucks a case, right? Uh, Probably, I've got the box price. 400? 425, yeah. That's seventeen hundred. There's four eight, boxes. Eight boxes. So seventeen hundred. It is seventeen hundred. There's not eight boxes. I said four boxes. You said eight, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. Eight, it's a four box case. Though. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, I think it was eight, eight cards. cards. Yes. yes. This honestly, we used to do these. So the box is that much. So you do like a serial number random box for forty five dollars a spot. Everybody gets a card or a hit draft. Even I guess it's more than that because it's only eight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool product. Like we pulled a one of one Tony Stewart something out of this one year. It was like a booklet with a full tag and an yeah. autograph. And at the time, Tony Stewart was the guy, the Home Depot driver. It sold for like twenty five hundred bucks. Haley Deegan was a girl one year. I don't know if she's still. Right. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I don't follow the sport. She was like a massive rookie one year. Um, it's a cool product. It's NT. It's like dual autos of Dale Earnhardt, get Jeff Jordan, and Jeff Gordon. That's pretty cool. That's what I mean. I actually liked, even though I don't care about the product. I view this like soccer. If it's high end and easy to break. I think guys like it. It's got some awesome hits. Okay. I, honestly, in a break, I'm actually like an A on an A minus on that product. I wouldn't touch it personal. Uh, this week also marks the is that release. Wednesday, by the way. Sorry, um, that 29th Friday, I believe. Let me just double check. Actually, um, Panini National Treasures Racing comes out Friday the 31st. Friday, okay. So the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, release comes out as of Wednesday. I'm sorry, Friday this week as well. Uh, I think there's some guys who have already ripped a little bit of it. If you're interested, I did get a case. Uh, I will not be getting it until sometime after we get back from uh, Mint. I'm thinking next Thursday 
evening, I will probably be breaking some of this on the app. So uh, if anybody's interested in it, come check it out. I There are some changes in this product. And as we heard from, you know, Enzo and Jason, and if you've been living under a rock, Pokemon is a very popular product right now. It is, it's something to keep an eye out for. That's all I'll say. We'll talk more about it if you want to get in on it. Um, last, there was one other product that comes out that I just think is cool. 2023 historic autographs, civil war box. I know nothing of who puts this product out other than the fact that there's like Abraham Lincoln, like hair locks and, and signatures, historic DNA hair, um, special insert cards. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I would ever buy a box. That's a serial uh, killer product. This, this these is are the people. These are neighbors. These are the Disney people. These are neighbors okay. of the Disney. This is the dark side of Disney. I, I just want to see this box ripped. I want to see what, what Although comes out. Although an Abe Lincoln auto is probably massive. That's I, what I mean. Like, what a creepy product. All right, let's go to Mailbag and then we got to jump. Long show right. today, actually. Yeah. Uh, Not bad. Not a bad thing. So we actually have two mailbags today from the Facebook and... From Discord, for all of you who may not remember, we have a Discord channel. Um, I can throw up the link on Facebook. It is in our Instagram links, but uh, yeah, join the Discord. It's I like the Discord channel because there's individual rooms for different topics. You can go and join one of those and talk about whatever the whatever the heck you want to talk about. Um, so we're gonna start with Discord today. Discord, you already did that. No, I. Didn't. It's different when I say it. Well, just one so word. Painful. How? Uh, Akon one hundred eight wants to know how much, if any, will Lucas Cards have if he misses the playoffs altogether, or how much? I think he how just much means like in? what they'll. I mean a little bit, but they're affected. not going to. So I'm not worried about. You don't it. think they are? They're out of. They are not in the top ten as we speak at this moment. Yeah, they're they, one down. They've both missed time. I, I I think they're going to. And even if he does, I don't know. There's so much hype around him, and he's already come down so far. I almost think that it's it's not going to affect it much, to be honest. Okay. Um, medium rare cards wants to know if you could spend 30 minutes in a private conversation with anyone at the Mint Collective this week, who would you? Who would it be? And what would you want to know? I would like to spend 30 minutes alone with myself in a conference room. 30 minute conversation with Mike Geo. I hate being in crowds Drinking like that. Drinking Diet Coke, eating cookies, and your drinking dream. monster. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, who's going? Oh, Ruben. Yeah, I Michael mean, Ruben. Actually, yeah, yeah. Ruben. I'd, lo- I'd love some time with Ruben. There's going to be a number of Fanatics guys there. I actually want to make that happen. We need to reach out to AC and see if we can get him on the show because he does a ton of media. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is the media for... He was at Burbank uh, yeah. this last week. There's a lot of social media stuff about that, so... Maybe he'll be there. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, another. By the way, Mint starts Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. We will be there and we're doing our live podcast Friday at 11 uh, local time in Vegas. I don't know what time zone Vegas is in. West, oh, uh, Pacific. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's mountain time. Oh, it's only an hour behind us. No, you're right. It is two hours. I'm okay. sorry. You're right. So Pacific. Pacific. Yep. Um, if anybody is going to go Saturday and Sunday and does not have tickets, I may or may not have a ticket for you, maybe two tickets. So okay. um, here's the thing. I, I don't want to just like hand it over to the first guy who reaches out. So go to the sportscardsnonsense.com forward slash treasure site, enter your information, uh, just say you want the tickets and I'll pull one randomly. There you go. Um, and we will have a little audience participation potentially with that podcast. So we'd like you to come see it. Yeah, Go please back. come by. That's okay. on uh, what? It, that's Friday at 11 o'clock when we're doing that 11 a.m. Uh, let's see. Let's go on over to the Facebook now. Thank you, Discord gentlemen. 
Uh, Zeppi Borelli, being the last week of March, when do you expect the huge tops announcement? They said sometime next month. Wait, I which thought was, they said this month. Which was this month, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, maybe at the Mint. That'd be interesting. Uh, again, for Fanatics, I know some of you guys are listening because somebody sent me baby clothes there. Um, uh, you guys should come on here and announce that here. They've Biggest done, platform in the space. They've done a few announcements in the past. Yeah, but this would be massive. Oh, absolutely. Okay. We do need to email after the show. Let's see if yeah, we can make something I'll message JC. Um, actually, but that would mean if it was this weekend, that's April, not March. So a bunch of liars. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it comes out. Maybe it doesn't. Let's go to Ryan Martinez. Who are you? Per, who are your predictions for divisional winners in the NFL for next season? Yeah, this is an interesting question. I, I mean, I still like the Bills and the Dolphins, kind of a toss-up there in the AFC East. AFC North, I mean, hard to go against the Bengals. AFC West, obviously, I think the Chiefs are still a lock. The AFC South is so terrible in general. I think the Jags, though. I'll give me the best quarterback, and, and I'll roll with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, out in the NFC, I mean, the Eagles have given me no reason to doubt them. So NFC East, I'll go Eagles. NFC North. I guess Minnesota. I mean, traditionally Green Bay, but I don't know what the quarterback situation is. And Minnesota, to me, is just a better overall team. NFC South. I mean, no one in that division was 500 last year. Brady's gone. Carolina has... I, I guess I'll go Atlanta, because Atlanta has, you know, Ritter, I kind of... That's a terrible division, though. I don't know if there anybody in the divisions winning eight games, but I'll go Atlanta. And out West, I'll take the Niners again. Very boring. Rick Tiffenbach wants to know fanatics keep spouting the 10 X uh, that the hobby of the hobby number. What would you say the hobby has X'd from 2018 10. to the peak of COVID 10? You think it X'd 10? Mm-hmm. Really? Dude, COVID was insane. Case pricing, the amount of people break snap filling that used to take half a day, you know, bird rookies going from 500 to 5,000. Yeah. Okay. Eight to 10 X already. Absolutely. Uh, Michael CM Frone thoughts on tops doing a pre-order today for 2023 Bowman without dropping a checklist. It's tough. Yeah. No prospects. So I don't know. Um, I, here's the thing too, at the tops conference, they were very specific. Like, Hey, we're going to start coming up with sales sheets ahead of time. Something they mentioned educating the market ahead of time. That's necessary with every product. It is overly necessary with Bowman and Bowman Chrome Bowman draft. You kind of know, cause you see the draft. But I do want to see some information. Like, it's tough to, if the class stinks, the product's going to be cheap. If it's unbelievable, the product could be huge money. So I don't like it. It's going to sell it regardless, like you mentioned. But I do want to see more information before I go too deep in that one. Mark Mench, our last question. You talk about sending in cards to grade after you open. How do you decide which cards to send in? And at what value do you do so? Yeah, so I mean, again, and, and this is, they're a sponsor of the show, but this has also just been my motto for the last year and a half now. Uh, I'm trying to think the last, oh, Bowman's Best was the last one we did. Any big name prospect, refractor or better. And for me, like Julio, Base, and Wander Base were even worth it. Everybody else had to be a refractor or better. And it was basically just like, what cards do I think are worth five to 10 bucks for the first week after release as they sit raw? Then let me send them in and get the first graded copy back. My standards obviously change with old product. If if I'm ripping a two-year-old box and I know the market, there's also already a graded market for it. So I'm not setting um, new comps. So I have to be a lot more careful with those, but with new stuff, I just think there's a huge appeal to people of having the first card in a holder. So I'm pretty lenient. And, and again, the SGC play is not because they're a sponsor. I do the SGC play because it's cheap and it comes back in a week. I just don't think there's any service in the grading market. that's anywhere close to it. We sent another 180 cards in the, this week. Again, like every week we're doing it. The resale is still pretty solid. Is there room for improvement on resale? Absolutely. 
But in terms of like market awareness, I do. I think there's still huge upside with SGC. And I just think they're the best service grading company out there. So there was actually a post in the Facebook group that someone said they went to a card show for the first time in a while and they were wanting to know when did the hobby decide that S, uh, PSA and SGC pricing was the same? Because that's what all the guys were telling him. I think they were trying to like bash on it a little bit, sure. but it does also show that that's what a lot of people in the hobby are starting to move towards. So I consider that a very good sign if you're an SGC card holder. Absolutely. All right, there you go. That is your show. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the ringer.com. Or the ringer, ringer. I guess. Ringer pod- yeah, what is that? Ringer Podcast <laughs> Network, whatever. Um, so yeah, we'll be in Vegas. We're moving the show. The next show will not be Thursday. As mentioned, it will be Friday. It will be a live show in Vegas that we'll re-release as the podcast after. Um, in terms of other events, we had talked about doing the live show this week. Yeah. You still want to do something Wednesday night? Oh, no, we're doing it Tuesday night. We put it on the calendar for Tuesday. For tomorrow. Uh-huh. Okay. There may or may not be a show. We had something come up I got to talk <laughs> oh, to you about, so okay. we'll see. Uh, if we can, we will do that tomorrow. We'll post it over social, let you know. Uh, I'll be back live breaking tonight and tomorrow night. When are you doing Pokemon? Or you may have already next, said this. Next Thursday is the plan. Next Thursday evening. Nice. Well, there you go. We'll both be doing that on Card Shop Live, so make sure you download the app. Go check that out. And uh, yeah. That's Thank all I you. have to say. Carlos was back this week. Yeah. We had 57 guests. My dad didn't answer the phone. He's a jerk. And uh, we'll talk to you later. He, I know he listens, so that will cut deep. 